Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. 68 teams started the tournament, and we are just down to two. As Jalen Suggs and his miracle shot be enough to take Gonzaga to a national championship? DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, will put you in the center of this thrilling conclusion to one of the greatest sporting events of the year. All you have to do is bet $1 on the finals, and if your team comes home, you win $100. It's just that simple. All you got to do is bet $1, and that'll turn $1 into $100 on easy 100-to-1 odds. Pick any college basketball team that's still in the hunt, spoiler alert, there's only two, for your shot to win $100 as all it takes is just one little $1 bet and that team winning the game and you get $100. There's no better way to put your college basketball knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, college basketball is coming to an end very, very quickly, and DraftKings has got you covered on other sports. We have hockey, we have Major League Baseball starting up, and the Masters four starts this weekend as well. And DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off a win. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett Podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. Talking Hershey Bears, AHL hockey, and all the hockey news that matters to this hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It is the week of April 5th by the time this podcast drops. Welcome to the show, everyone. And as always, we are presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere, if you have a favorite NHL team, they have a podcast for you. And then some. Of course, I'm covering the Hershey Bears in the American Hockey League as well, but I'm also rambling as well. You know, last week was a busy, busy week for the boys, and they had a lot going on. New television deal, three games, 
guys coming in and out of the lineup. And this past week, I had a nice two days off. I actually kind of got vaccinated as well, which was a pleasant surprise. And uh, we got one last punch in the gut by winter here in Northeast Northeast USA. I was going to say Northeast PA, but that's a different part of the state. But here in PA, winter got one last lick on us, but it seems like the warm weather is going to come back and here to stay. And this week actually was a bit of a slower week for the Hershey Bears. Didn't have a lot of call-ups. Didn't have any COVID mishaps. Just two hockey games. That's it. That's all we did this week. And I'm like... Couldn't you have done this last week when I was freaking doing an overnight shift? You couldn't have had a slow week then, but hockey can be a cruel, cruel mistress this time. But anyway, let's get right into it. Get into the week that was for the Bears. The boys had two games this past week. We start off on a Wednesday at the Electrodrome in Allentown, Pennsylvania, at the corner of 7th and Hamilton, as the boys took on the Lehigh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Now... A bear made his debut in this game. Alexi Protas finally made it to the Bears and made his way onto the to the lineup. 6-6 center. That's a lot of beef. Got into the lineup wearing number 40 for the Hershey Bears. Now, let me just let people in on something. That the Bears typically don't put numbers above 45 or 47. It's just something we don't do typically we have lower numbers on one end on the uh low end of the spectrum and when we tend to get guys at the end of the year from either international play or college prospects who just want to get that extra month or two of pro play before either the summer starts up if they're really really good maybe the capitals call them up for their uh, playoff aces squad then typically they will get a number in the 40s it's oh it's typically, hey, how you doing? Here's a number for you. You're going to be number uh, 42. You're going to wear 42. And this is a common practice for the Bears. I mean, Travis Boyd wore 40. I think Jacob Verona wore 43 in their first month with the Bears before they came on to the team full time. So this is a common practice. So Protoss, you make it to the team next year. We'll get you a good number. We promise. But you're getting 40 for now. Fukali was in net there at the Electrodrome, and uh, I got to admit, and the game was on NHL Network as well, and I got to admit, the Electrodrome is built for television hockey. You can just tell certain arenas have a really nice setup for television. I mean, they do have a deal with their local uh, channel there in Allentown, Channel 69. Nice. Their Service Electric channel there, and they... You can tell just fluid movement on the camera, back and forth. It's not like the SAP Center where you're up and looking down on the ice. It's no weird camera angles. It's just, it's built for television, and the aesthetics are great for TV. Now, here we go. Let's do this. We've beaten the boys before. We're on a five-game winning streak. What could possibly go wrong in this game? (laughs) Well, early on, the Phantoms get a power play, and Fukali and the boys are in a uh, bit of trouble. There's a long shot. Derek pulley up. There's some good news. Scramble in front. Fukali thinks he has it. Squirts by him, and they put it into the net. Goal for the Phantoms. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. 
Ref, ref, no, no, no. Whistle, 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 doesn't count. Okay. That's weird. I mean, yeah, play kind of stopped, and then they put it into the net. Uh, the ref did blow the whistle, but... Um, yeah, the Phantoms kind of have a case that the refs blew the whistle a little too early. Okay. So later on, same thing. Long shot, deflection. Fukali kind of has it, just drops right in front of him, and he jumps on it, but the Phantoms are able to slap it away from him and keep playing. No, no, whistle, whistle. Ref lost side of the puck. Face off. <laughs> oh, boy. That's two quick whistles. And... Uh, you know, I'm not trying to play up aside for the Phantoms, but they got a case. Those were two very quick whistles, and Fukali not seeing the puck very well or handling rebounds very well. I hope that's not a sign of things to come, he says. And, well, with about 9.23 left to go into the first, here comes Forrester, innocent-looking, two-on-two, in the top of the circle, shot, scores! Evan Forrester, Forrester's home for imaginary goals, Flyers' 23rd overall pick last October puts it into the net. And it's one nothing Phantoms. All right, let me just tweet this out. And dun-dun! Why am I getting another notification from the Hershey Bears? Did they tie it? Phantoms goal scored by Derek Pouliot. No! Oh! Nope. 2 nothing. 2 nothing Phantoms. It just... But then within literal seconds of each other. This isn't good. And it's uh, it, it's freaking Pouliot again. Because of course it's him. Because of course. Pouliot just has been a constant pain in our butts this past season. And just he either has an assist, a point, or a goal against Hershey. He can't do this against Wilkesbury. He's got to do this against us. Do this against Wilkesbury. It's your former team. Phantoms get another power play going, and guys, this isn't good. Please don't do this. And Pouliot just has it again, throws it down low. Forrester, shot! Scores. Forrester again. 3 nothing Phantoms. After one. That's not good. That's really not good. All right, all right. We played better in the second period. Okay, let's just go into the locker room and let's just get adjusted. We'll be fine. We're not fine. And the, the Phantoms just come out and just... It, it, they played just kind of this mutant run and gun where they're just determined to keep the Bears off to the perimeter. Yeah, we'll give you the boards. We're not going to give you the slot, but we'll give you the boards. And the Bears just can't get anything going. It's like they're skating in, in, in mud. And where's Philippe Mallet? Last weekend he was Superman. Where is he? I don't see him. Not at all. And about 10 minutes to go in the second. The boys get a power play. Get back up to the uh, the point. There's Fabiari. Long shot. Tip scores! Cody Clark against the best penalty kill in all the land. 3-1 Hershey. All right. We got one back. We got one back. We can do this. We can do this. We were down only 3-1. Let's get some more offense going. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. 3-1 after 2. And in the third, the Phantoms just put it on shutdown right now. They just... They know how to beat Hershey. Again, just force them off into the boards. 
They're the best penalty kill in the land for the reason. The boys went one for five on the night, and we forgot one little other factor in this. Zane McIntyre became a dada. Gave birth to, well, not him, but had a healthy bouncing baby girl last Saturday. That's why Alex Lyon came down for a few games, and good for him. But I keep forgetting. As soon as soon as Zach said that, I thought, oh no. It's the inspired performance. Death in the family or birth of a child. I've seen this movie before. Typically, the player has an inspired performance after a dramatic event in their life. And, well, yep. <sighs> Phantoms get an empty netter. Forrester gets an assist for his fourth point on the net. That's the end of the game. Phantoms four. Bears won, five-game winning streak coming to an end, and the boys lose in Allentown for the first time this season. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm not upset by this. I'm not upset by this. There is no reason to be because the boys played well enough. I don't think they played well enough to lose, but the Phantoms came out, got three goals early, um, two great power play goals, and Zane McIntyre played out of his mind. It's not Fukali's fault. Not your night. This happens in hockey. So what do you do? You just put a loss like that behind you and you move on. And before we move on to Saturday here in a second, ladies and gentlemen. But before we move on to Saturday, ladies and gentlemen. It seemed like there was a nice little debate that was sparked on Twitter. Because we as hockey fans, what do we tend to do? We do stupid Twitter arguments. Because that's a great place to settle debates on social media. Let's forget about getting together in bars and having a beer and, you know, making up stats just to prove our points. Well, first off, we can only do such limited capacity and such things. But anyway, you know, why can't we just sit around and have a beer and talk smack? No, we got to do things on social media. And it was, let's see, it was Friday this drop. A player by the name of Brandon Dubinsky plays for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Jackets is brief. Ding, ding, ding. Posted this tweet. Get ready for this. Listen, Crosby is better than me. I have never said he wasn't. He is obviously one of the best ever. It was Ovi versus Sid. None of you played in the NHL and know how hard it is to score goals in the NHL. 724 is insane. That's how many many Ovechkin has. Sid just whined way too much and Ovi just shut up and played hard. Oh, God. He really just kickstarted an Ovi versus Sid argument on social media? Oh, God. No. Don't do this. Well, he is right in a lot of his things. I, I, I will never personally say, I, I can go out and do what Brandon Dubinsky does. No, I'm horrible on skates. I do not have the hand-eye coordination nor the cardio to do what these guys do. I, I'm, well, I will say that right now. That's why I call myself a hack. But to come on here, and he's got facts on it. He's got the stats up right here. To just come on social media and just stir the pot and say, yeah, Obi just shut up and played hard. He's not a whiner like Sid. He's obviously better. 
Oh, no. Please, no, don't do this. Please. And, of course, this got the hornet's nest going. Now, if you look at the stats, and he, he does have it up on, on his tweet, and this is not a knock against Brendan Dubinsky. It's not. He's, he's free to say whatever he wants. Sidney Crosby um, has played 1,020 games. He has 476 goals and 827 assists, good for 1,303 points. Alex Ovechkin has played 1,184 games, has 724 goals and 585 assists, good for 1,309. Now, Ovechkin is going to get the scoring record. He is. We all know this. Crosby is not. He's a center. Ovechkin's a winger. They're two completely different player archetypes. You can't compare the two. You're a Penguins fan. Shouldn't you be defending Crosby? Shut up, you. No. What I'm here to say is, and to quote my favorite sports podcaster, Steve Zabin, I believe he summed up situations like this perfectly. Why are we doing this stick chasing? Why are we doing this? Because this is what it did. It's here. I know who's better. Why don't you guys go argue who's better? Go chase a stick. And everybody runs after it. Sidney Crosby has three Stanley Cups. Alex Ovechkin doesn't whine to the rest. Yeah, well, Crosby's won every sort of hardware he can. No, he hasn't. Ovechkin's won more. Scoring titles. Con Smythe trophies. It is utterly ridiculous what Twitter turned into. Because I have Capitals fans and Penguins fans on my Twitter feed. Nobody would shut up about this. And the one person, I think his name is Jesse Marshall, actually tried to make some good points about why Crosby is a better overall player than what Ovechkin is. Now, to be fair, Ovechkin's great. He is. I will say that. I'll come out here and say this. As a Yinzer, he is. I respect him. I saw the guy down in D.C. over two years ago. And it made me believe that everything I heard about that man is absolutely true. The man is a Russian. He is a sniper. He is a demigod. And he is awesome. So, people got out there and chased the stick and believed what they wanted to. And then, Hockey Troll decided to get involved. That's right, the host of the Caps Chirp podcast, noted troll on Twitter, Tom Wilson, Stan, uh, defender of all things red, white, and blue, just had to get involved in all this. Because of course he does. Because of course... He posted a picture of Tom Wilson and gets triggered every time NBC says something about Tom Wilson. And of course, had to make the argument why Ovechkin was better and called people fart sniffers. I mean, am I yelling? Am I yelling? I'm yelling. This is what he does. This is what he does. In all seriousness, though. (laughs) Good on him. He's good at what he does. He gets me riled up on Twitter. But the net net of this, boys and girls, what I'm trying to say is, as aggravating as this was, I didn't chase after the stick. 
I was the dog on the porch that just sat there and went, meh, nope, and just put my head down. Oh, sure, there were people there who had the stick and went, come on, boy, don't you want to tell me why Sidney Crosby's better than Ovechkin? Go, go get it, boy, go get the stick. Nope, nope. Come on, boy, don't you want to argue why how Crosby could score as many goals as Ovechkin? Go get the stick. Nope, nope, not going anywhere. Brendan Dubinsky is free to say whatever he wants. It's just unbelievable the hornet's nest that he stirred up with what he said. And there's nothing wrong with what he said. So that's just my two cents. And as I was thinking about this on the way home, comparing Ovechkin to Crosby, that imagine, if you will, that the NHL is a bar. Not D-bar, if you know, you know, but a bar. And Ovechkin is the guy who rides up on a motorcycle, leather jacket, denim jeans, opens up the door and says, Who ordered a white Russian, huh? Like Norm, everybody goes, Ove! Comes in with his boys, sits at the table, orders vodka, because of course, Russian vodka, of course. Sits down, Starts drinking and talking smack. He'll do a vodka shot with everyone. He's quick with the smoke and quick with the joke. He'll tell stories about his uncle was in the KGB and tell stories of Mother Russia. But he's also got his boys with him. He's got his boy Tom, who's like Polly Walnuts in, in The Sopranos. His right-hand man is consigliere. He's got a few other boys who only speak Russian and nothing else. Every once in a while, he'll look over at at them and say something in Russian. They'll nod or they'll chuckle and you don't know if you should say something or laugh along as well because they have a hint of danger to them. But you like that about Ovechkin. He seems a little, maybe unhinged, a little bit, but he always laughs, always laughs it off. Anybody who wants to come over and have a drink with him, he will. He's engaging. He's charismatic. Sure, there's some nights he just wants to be alone and, you know, have the bottle all to himself. But most nights he's there drinking with everybody else. He's got a corner booth. He'll show you the pictures of his loving daughter as well. Tell you about how he met his wife back in Russia. You know, just the overall guy who likes to have a good time whenever he goes to the bar. Now, Crosby. Crosby doesn't come in through the front door. Get your minds out of the gutter, idiots. Crosby comes in through the VIP because he knows guys. He doesn't come in through the front. He comes in through the side entrance. And he heads right to the back room. Because, well, having muscle is nice. Muscle will only get you so far. It won't get you into the back room. Because for the back room, that's for finesse players only. That's for the VIPs. And that's what Crosby is. Crosby knows everyone in the NHL bar. He knows the owner. He knows the general manager. He knows every bartender. He knows the inventory guy. And about half the wait staff there. Half. He sits on the elevated table. The one with the red rope on it. He's already got the finest wines there available for him and his own bar with his own mixologist. Don't call it a bartender. It's a mixologist. He's got his boys, Malkin Latang and a young Jake Gensel with him. 
His crew is ever-changing. Sometimes it'll be Phil Kessel that's with him. Sometimes he'll have the resident old-timer in Matt Cullen. There's a rumor him and the old-timer had a falling out, but nothing's confirmed. Don't even think about walking up to the VIP table. That doesn't happen. Not like Ovi. Crosby comes in, and he's always decked out in black and gold. Always wearing good stuff. Armani suits. Alligator shoes. And he'll always be quick to flash the three rings that are on his fingers. Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa. With over 50 years of sports betting experience, Fred is known in the UK for three things. Customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Once again, you can't just walk up to that VIP table and talk to him. Sure, some have been lucky enough to be able to, and if you know him and his boys, on the right night, you might be able to go up and have a drink with him. Might. But at the end of the night, or should I say at the end of the season, there's a moment nobody ever talks about. Because sure, sometimes Ovechkin will send a, a prank drink up to Crosby and his boys, that time he sent him a screwdriver and a buttery nipple up there. <laughs> Sometimes Crosby will leave him a, a little trinket of his past failures, you know. But there's a moment that nobody ever talks about when the bar winds down at the end of the year. And you see two guys sitting at the end of the bar sharing a drink. is typically Crosby and Ovechkin. Nobody's around him. Well, maybe a few of Ovechkin's Russian boys, but that's just to watch over him. They keep a close eye on Crosby in case he does anything, but he never does. The two share a drink, talk smack, start shite. But in the end, they pat each other on the back, they clink their glasses, toast to each other, and head their separate ways. But nobody ever sees that, because that's boring. Everybody sees the sniping and the drinks sent back and forth to each other. That's the difference between the two, at least in this hack's opinion. Both are two completely different types of players, and both are great in their own right. It's not fair to, comp to compete the two, but on Twitter, it's fun to do so, and that's why we as hockey fans do that. A little long in the tooth analogy, but hey, that's just what I do. We'll be right back to talk about Bears, Devils, on a Sunday, Saturday afternoon. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast part of the Hockey Podcast Network. So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack Polly Cupcakes every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. 
Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and benders there. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. Of course, I would run the Caps Chirps podcast because, well, hard to believe since I started doing this on the Hockey Podcast Network, I have not run once Caps Chirps promo. I should probably do that a lot more. But anyway, the boys were back at it on a Saturday afternoon to take on the Binghamton Devils in a uh, annoyed grunt. 1 p.m. start time here at Giant Center. I'm. Th- th- please don't let these 1 o'clock starts be a thing after we get through this whole pandemic season thing. Please don't. But once again, it was Sen versus Phoenix Copley as the boys went at it on a Saturday afternoon. First game on Fox 43. And I got to admit, it was nice to watch the game on Fox 43. They had the, uh, they had the score up in the corner. There was an insert out there for penalties, even when there wasn't a penalty. I kind of liked it if that would have been brought in a bit. But, hey, first game, I'm not going to hold it against them that much. But the boys came out flying, as they like to do. Get a few shots in on Sen. Make sure the boys all warmed up as well. And the boys just get in there, start peppering on shots. No kick out to Connor McMichael. Shot scores! Connor McMichael! Beat Sen short side to start the game, and it's one nothing Hershey. He's a Highlander destined to defeat evil. There can only be one. Sorry, that was horrible. Anyway, the boys went right back at it. And then, well, the Devils kind of started to assert their dominance and do what they usually do. Clog up the neutral zone. Limit shots to the boards. Slow down the amount of game played. Dear Lord. I don't mind that we play the Binghamton Devils 12 times, but my God, their style of hockey is getting boring to watch. But they do answer. Ben Thompson-Waterseal does a nice little wraparound on Phoenix Copley and just tucks it in on the near post. Copley may have lost it or just didn't slide over in time, and it's 1-1. Well, after one. And the Devils just start piling it on in the second period. They just start throwing it in. They outshoot the boys 9-2 to the majority of the way through. And you hate to hear these words. The Devils are not on a power play when they keep the puck in the zone for like 40 or 50 seconds continuously. So much so that even one of the players tried to do the lacrosse goal. Just tried to tuck under the stick and just dump it right in on net. Yes, that's a legal play. You can do that. It doesn't work a lot, but it's legal. It didn't work, thank God. Because, because well, first off, it bounced off a of Copley and, and the net came off. But, you know, that kind of thing just happens to us. Lacrosse, wonky goal gets scored on us. Some prospect scores his first goal. You know, that's a typical thing that happens to us all the time. But the boys, <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't go away. A little four-on-four hockey, and we have two defensemen out there, and Wilcox just works down low, below the goal line, on a four-on-four. 
big beefy defenseman mixing it up behind the net. Just get off the puck. Give that to me. Throws in front. Cameron Schilling. Shot scores! I want me Schilling. And Cameron Schilling gets it in. 2-1 Hershey. 4-on-4 goal. Wow. Dominated most of the period. Outshot 9-3. And well, (laughs) hockey is weird, isn't it? And the Devils just say, all right, we've had enough. And just keep going at it on Copley. Copley makes a sliding amazing save. It was a two-on-one. Kind of loses his stick as he's sliding over. Somebody tried to argue he threw his stick. Nope, just lost control of it. And the Bears take it back on, on the other hand. It's Pinho. Two-on-one. Two-on-none. Leeson drops it off for him. Pinho shot. No! Sin slides over and gets it on a very low two-on-none. Oh, my goodness, as Uncle Doc would say. Copley made one great save and Sen just basically said, hold my beer. We go into the third. 2-1. Can Hershey hold this? <sighs> 5.42 left in the third. The Devils just keep pouring it on. And the shots end up being 29-19 as we head into the third. Actually, deeper into the third. The Devils, they're not going to go away. This is a good, bad team in my opinion. And Irvine, bottom of the circle, centering pass, right past Copley. It's a nice play, and it's two, two, Devils. Oh, no. I got to go to work later today. It's already about 2.45, and I got to be in at 4.30. I don't want this going to overtime. I don't want to go, okay, game over, click, put on my work boots, and go. I, I, I don't want it to go that way but the boys they press back and with 241 left in the third Damien Riat leads the charge throws one in on net kick saved by Shen and there's Connor McMichael who stares Sen right in the face and says I'm gonna put this puck by you and you can't stop me grabs the puck grips it rips it Oh, my Lord! Connor King McMichael! Shades of Alexander Giroux! How clutch is this kid? He does it again against the Devils. 3-2 Hershey. Are you kidding me? How does this kid know to do these type of things? He's 19 turning 20. He's 19 turning 27. He reminds you. Keith Coin, Andrew Gordon? I mean, I know Giroux was a winger, but this kid, not since Travis Boyd is we have a guy who can have those big shots the way this guy does. Now, my only knock against this is that he does this against Binghamton. I'd love to see him do this against the Phantoms or the Penguins. But this kid, oh, this kid, he knows something. He's going to go far. And I hope the Capitals don't F this up by trading him away for some washed-up 30-year-old to try and get him a Stanley Cup ring. You have a prime forward prospect coming up through your system. Please, Washington, for once for the in the past decade, don't screw up a forward prospect. When you want to, you can make him a star. Look at Jacob Verana and Andre Burakovsky when you want to. 
This kid's the real deal. He's going to be a star. I promise you. And the Devils pull their goaltender with 100 seconds left. 100 seconds of fury. Here we go. And the Devils just can't get anything going. And AJ chips the puck out of the zone into Brian Pinho. Skates in. Into the empty net. And go warm up the bus. Newark's that way. You got about a three and a half to four hour drive ahead of you. Best of luck and avoid the holiday traffic. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Binghamton. Bears win it. Four to two, the final. AJ with three points. Axel Janssen Fialbi with three assists on the day. Connor King McMichael, two goals, two clutch goals. He starts it and he ends it. Now imagine what Connor McMichael could do with a full season next year. Actually, in October. In October with a full season. Full nine-month season. Whether we have full capacity stadiums, this is a completely different issue. But this kid with a full year of development. And he and Molson comes back, and all the other prospects come back. There's a good chance we could put a 12th in the Raptors. The Raptors. The Raptors. Yes. Yes. It is very possible. And this kid, Connor McMichael, can end up leading the way. For once, the Bears have a darn good set of prospects coming through the system. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Bears split the weekend and lose on the road in Lehigh, but get one against Binghamton. To bring their record to on the season, 12-5-2, good for 26 points and third place in the division. Now, as of right now, if this normally they'd be second, but the Utica Comets have practically had their season suspended due to a COVID outbreak up there. Um, but not just them, but Rochester and Syracuse, it, it, it ain't pretty in, up in New, Oop State, New York right now, so they've only played nine games for 13 points. The Bears right now have 26 points. The Lehigh Valley Phantoms are top at 12, 3, and 2 riding a four-game winning streak and are 8-2 in their last 10. For the rest of the division, the Rochester Americans, 7-5-1, good for 16 points, or 7-5-1-1. Syracuse only, well, they played 15 games at 8-6-1, good for 17. Wilkes-Barre at 6-7-3-2, good for 17 points, but that's very spread out. And the Binghamton Devils, 3 8 4 and one, good for 11 points. How did they ever win three? Oh, that's right. We gave up a loss to them. But anyway, up in the three-team Atlantic, of course, it's Providence Bruins that rule the roost up there at 12, 3, and 1. But hey, the Hartford Wolfpack are on a three-game winning streak to bring them up to 500 at 6, 6, and 1, good for 13 points. And the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, 3, Nine and one. Seven points on the season. How'd they ever win three? It's a miracle. Also this past week on the Hershey Bears fan club page, a nice little fan page that I admin. Um, I've kind of stepped back on that role since doing the podcast just because I don't want to overload myself. I threw this out there to everyone that what's, the favorite Hershey Bears logo of the Giant Center era. Now, for those of you listening that don't know, the Bears, for the better part of 
seven decades, played at Hershey Park Arena. And it's nice. Hershey Park Arena, it's nice. It's a nice old barn, beautiful hockey rink, old wooden seats, no video board, old clock timer and all that. Yeah, not exactly modern amenities, but hey, as the Syracuse Crunch say about the Onatoga County War Memorial, it's our dump. Okay, Hershey Park Arena is not a dump, but you you know what I mean. It's a great old-time arena, and we love it. And thank God it's actually acknowledged as a historical landmark, or Hershey Park would have bulldozed it for a parking garage. Sorry, I digress. So, the Hershey Bears moved into Giant Center in 2001 and have gone through several jersey and logo in, um, incarnations since then. So, I asked the fan base, what is your favorite Bears logo? What are their favorite jerseys? Oh, don't worry, my friends. That's another show. I gave the fan base four options, which were dating backwards. You have the Swatting Bear logo, which is a big bear swatting a hockey puck it's actually rather aggressive looking bear and it just says hershey bears with kind of a golden caramel fading into a chocolate and the bears is in in chocolate it's hershey bears layered on top of each other and then it's on the top of the giant swatting bear now i threw in a swatting bear version two because for two years the swatting bear went away because of the uh, Reebok rebranding, jersey rebrand in the American Hockey League and the NHL. So once the Bears went to another jersey design, which we'll talk about here in a second, they went back to the Swatting Bear in 2009 through 2013. I just said version two because, well, just between you and me, boys and girls, there isn't a difference. I just wanted a fourth option. Sure, maybe there's some less accents than before. Maybe there's no black, but I just wanted to throw a fourth option in there because, well, I wanted to use primary logos as well. So there is version two that was used from 2009 through 2013. There is diagonal word mark. Now, what is diagonal word mark? It's basically seven to nine letters in diagonal on the front of the jersey. New York Rangers. That's what they do. The Bears did that as well. They had uh, diagonal Bears at home and diagonal Hershey on the road. This was used from 2007 through 2009. They actually won a Calder Cup in one of these. And personally, one of my favorites. And then there is the modern walking bear logo, which is a walking brown bear walking across a hockey stick, roaring, and below it, it says Hershey Bears. The logo is cream-colored with chocolate accents and Hershey Bears in white. And so where did all this uh, end up? Well, in dead last is, with three votes, diagonal word mark. Do you people have no sense for the classics? I am alone in this thinking. The version one of the Swatting Bear from their inaugural jerseys are... Um, came in third with only five votes. In second place was the Swatting Bear version two, and I think a lot of people like that because that was a logo used for the God Mode team of 2009 and 2010, and that's a logo that everybody uses. But number one in all the land, 
with 34 votes, it was a boat race in a way. It's the modern walking bear logo. I shouldn't be surprised, but I am a little bit just because I think I'm in the minority of where I think the bears are due for just a small reboot of their logo. The jersey was introduced all the way back in 2013, and it can be viewed as a modern update of the classic Bears logo, of the Walking Bear logo. However, they used the jersey design that was used a lot like the Buffalo Sabres. The shoulder striping, um, armpit spots, it, no joke, go look it up, and striping as well. Again, it's just my opinion that I think the, the jerseys need to be rebooted and the logo a little bit because the dark jerseys look way too much like black instead of dark chocolate. That's just my opinion. But in terms of the logo, everybody seems to love the Walking Bear logo, which is fine. That's everybody's opinion. That's the fun of doing polls. It lets you know where the people stand. So perhaps maybe next time I'll do uh, white jerseys, uh, road jerseys or specialty ones because people were writing in about the Roaring Bears Head logo that we used for a few years. Um, or there was a Half Moon logo, as I called it, which you took out the Hershey Bears on the bottom and it just had the walking bear on the hockey stick. I didn't like it. It was too minimalist for me, but that's just my opinion. Anyway, thank you to all who participated in the poll. There'll be more of this. There really will. And we'll be back to wrap things up right after this. 20 seconds left. 20 second warning already? Wow, how time flies when you're having fun. Well, I thought about ending with this with the uh, tears from a hack. Just my thoughts of the NHL East division this year. But you know what? You know what? I think we've had a really good hockey talk already. And, you know... I'm not going to come on here and say what my thoughts are on the NHL East division, even though that's the division that I pretty much know. Because, well, to be honest with everyone, I feel like the AHL is just more my realm. And if I am going to go out there and talk NHL with all of you, and you want to hear me talk NHL nonsense, then by all means, later on this week, you can hear me on the Caps Chirp podcast as I will be on with Hockey Troll and Paulie Cupcakes as we will be talking Hershey Bears, the Caps, and well, whatever the hell else we want to talk about as well. So I'll be on that NHL podcast and to be talking about perhaps my hack tiers there. But, you know, I just want to stick with my lane and I think that's what I'm going to do. So up next for the Bears in this upcoming week, there will be a Wednesday night game in Binghamton, 7 o'clock start there up in the R.J. Barnabas Hockey Hoose there in Bing, in Bing, uh, Newark, in Newark. And then a Saturday night start in Allentown, 7.05-ish start. And then Sunday, 3 o'clock start again to Wilkes-Barre in Hershey, Limited tickets available, and that game will also be on local Fox 43 as well. Boy, it's going to be a busy weekend for me next weekend because, well, WrestleMania is next weekend, and that's on Saturday and Sunday. So, in the words of the Grinch, I'm booked. I'm booked. Uh, 
It'll just be all too much for me. And as we head more into April, there'll be another Wednesday game. Actually, at home? A Wednesday night home game? I'm Ron Burgundy? Uh, okay. That'll be interesting. On April 14th, as the Bears take on the Phantoms. Um, okay, I thought it'd be the other way around. Uh, Saturday, another lovely 1 o'clock start against Binghamton. Sunday, a 3.05 start in Allentown. Wednesday, the 21st, back at it in Allentown. Saturday, the 24th, at home against Wilkes. Sunday, 5 o'clock start in Wilkes. And then Wednesday, back at Binghamton on Wednesday. So, busy month as it is the last month, uh, full month of AHL hockey. So I'm going to tell everyone here, as I always say, love, hug, and cherish whatever this season you have left because it'll be gone before you know it, and you'll miss it. Guaranteed, you'll miss it. So thank you to everyone for your likes, times, listens, and downloads. Please continue to download, rate, and subscribe to this podcast. If you're listening on Apple iTunes, please give a review. It helps out the algorithm overlords. Um, continue to subscribe to other great shows on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. Thank you to them for bringing me on. I'll talk to you next week, everyone, during a busy WrestleMania weekend. And above all else, go Bears and keep your stick on the ice. We'll catch you next time. That's the end of the game. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 